This episode of BTP Daily is brought to you by K Rico Coffee, man. One of the best coffee places you can go to. And they're also selling coffee for everyone all over the place. But it's nice to have some coffee at home. It's also nice to have some coffee somewhere else. But it's also tremendous to go have some over at K Rico Coffee. For those of you that live down in South Florida, definitely a place you want to go to. It's over at 2728 Hollywood Boulevard in Hollywood. And uh, you will enjoy it. JR and the gang have some tremendous coffee, have some tremendous types of coffee recipes and all this other good stuff that you will definitely enjoy. But more what you will enjoy, other than the coffee, let me be completely honest with you on this one, is the people. You go in there, you chat, they talk. What a concept, right? People talking nowadays face-to-face and uh, you know, actually caring about what you say and no need to really look at your cell phone in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, K-Rico Coffee gives you that more human experience, that human touch. Because they care so much about their craft, but they also care so much about making you, the consumer, happy with your cup of coffee. Whatever type of coffee you might like, everybody has different tastes, everybody has different likes. K-Rico Coffee has it for you. K-Rico Coffee. It's the people that make coffee good. <laughs> The more I see how South American footballs run, the more I see that at times it's not incom yeah, it's it's not favoritism, it's just utter incompetence. Franco Suculini back in 2013 was sent off when he was playing for Racing against Lanús in a Copa Sudamericana match. And his infraction was so brutal. The challenge that he made was so brutal. He was given a four-match ban. Of course, after the appeals process and everything else comes through, it goes down to two. Fine, he leaves, he goes to Europe, he plays in Europe, comes back and starts playing for River Plate five years later. Plays in Copa Libertadores, no problem. Plays one match, plays two, plays three, four, five, six, seven... And all of a sudden, oh, wait a second. He's not eligible to play because he had a two-match ban that he had to serve. Wait a second. Where did we go wrong here? River goes and asks and says, hey, look, are there any players? And in, in Bowl says, no, he's, he's not suspended. He's fine. Only to find out that Bowl messed up. And Bowl did not tell them that Franco Succolini was suspended. Again, I talk about how does South American football not progress? Well, there you see it. it, it it's, not a, it's not a bottom up. It's, it's a top down issue that we see here and, and who the leadership is. I mean, Alejandro Dominguez a few weeks ago was talking about how it was one of the biggest uh, advancements and it's one of the biggest projects that he's been able to be involved in as far as uh, creating this new final, the Copa Libertadores, which will be similar to the Champions League final. We're trying to be as Europeanized as possible, as modern as possible. But when you can't find out that a player is suspended or not, that a player is eligible or ineligible to play, and you, this is not the first time, mind you. Deportes Temuco had a player that was suspended. They played him. They won both of their matches. Imagine that. If you as a team are in an international competition, you win both the home and away legs, and you're still eliminated because in one of those matches you played an ineligible player. 
obviously, that, that's a different bit of a context, but still, Conmebol has to say, hey, this guy cannot be in your lineup. Conmebol did not do that. Conmebol just kind of ignored that and let it go through, and all of a sudden, he's on the pitch, and he's playing, and all of a sudden, the team, you know, ends up losing. And Marcelo Salas can bitch and moan and, and complain about it, but he should have known. His team should have known. Conmebol should have even told them just in case. Santos, the same thing. They had Carlos Sanchez on the pitch. He too had to serve a match ban. But he didn't. And that's the issue. And that's the issue that many are going to have too with, with Conmebol in the next couple of days. Because they were able to go down on certain individuals, on certain teams, very harshly. They're going to do that. Today, we're, we're recording late Thursday night. Friday, there is a decision expected to be handed down as far as Santos is concerned, and they will lose to Independiente most likely 3-0 based on that on that uh, type of, of precedent. But River Plate played seven matches with Suculini. Seven. Seven matches. Seven matches. And River Plate's going to get away with it. You know why? Because the teams that played River Plate didn't make an appeal 24 hours after the matches were played. So, if, if something's wrong, if something happens, if something's negative, if something, you know, if somebody commits a crime, well, you know, you didn't, you didn't report it, oh, you know, yesterday, you reported it a couple of weeks later, ah, we can't do anything about it, tough, you know, tough shit. And again, that's how you see South America as a football entity not being able to grow. And then that translates over to South American society. And you see the problems that are going on in, in some of those countries. And why it's not lawlessness necessarily, but there is a bit of chaos in South American football. And now you see why. The leadership wants to make themselves look modern and it's different, but it's still the same conmebol that we had before. The only difference is the hands that are, are there now know how to clean their hands a little bit better. It's still the same conmebol. It's still the same types of leadership that they've been able to learn. But it's not effective leadership. It's not the leadership that people should be trying to look at as an example. Because it's definitely not that. Especially if you don't know, if you can't handle disciplinary issues, how can you tell me that you can handle a competitive issue? How can you be modern if you can't even handle the most basic, the most fundamental things within a tournament? Which is to keep tabs on how which players are suspended, which aren't. How can Conmebol really come and tell people this is the way it should be run when they can't even figure out how to run things? That, to me, is the biggest problem. And that is why you're going to start reading a lot of things that have been happening in South American football for the past few years. Trust me, I'm going to be putting a lot of stuff out there just so you get a better idea as to why. And it's not, you know, the people that are... You know, it's not Lionel Messi, and it's not the players per se. They do have maybe a little bit of blame. But that comes from the top. And that's when you see the biggest problems as far as South American football is concerned. The players do have a little bit of blame. 
But the reason why things are the way they are down there is because of the people up top do not have any other doubt as far as that's concerned. Because that's exactly where the causes of every single problem are occurring. Coming from the top. <laughs>